0: Welcome back to the Sustainable Stories podcast. Sustainable Stories is here to bring you the stories behind sustainability in our communities. From big to small, practical to theoretical, we're exploring the people and projects that are working to make our world a more sustainable, equitable, and healthy place to live. Welcome back to the Sustainable Stories podcast. You're here today with myself, Jenna Inglot, and I'll be your host for today's episode. And I have with me today, Megan Dorwart, who is a zero waste educator, Um, And I'm really excited to share Meg's story with you guys today because she has been a huge influence in the way I have started purchasing things in my home and in my life and really striving towards zero waste. So I'm really excited to chat with Meg today and learn a bit more about her sustainability story. I'm coming at you today um, from Blaine Lake, Saskatchewan on Treaty 6 territory. So welcome Meg thanks for being here today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Um, To start us off, just a real um, easy question, I think, but if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself, um, you know, who you are, where you're from, what you do,
1: Mm -hmm. all that fun stuff. Sounds like an easy question. Yeah, my name is Meg. So I run a social media account called FCK Waste, where I kind of just like try to teach people about how to reduce your waste in a household setting. Kind of like easy steps and my own gibberish as well (laughs) mixed into there. Um, And then I also work for the Saskatchewan Waste Reduction Council, which is a provincial organization that kind of focuses on waste reduction in the province. Um, And so those are kind of my two main things. Oh, and I'm also the... um, the um coordinator for the library of things which is a library in saskatoon where you can like lend out free stuff uh, stuff like camping gear and games and everything so that's meant to like reduce waste as well so i think those are my like three main things that i focus on uh in sustainability in
0: in saskatoon that's amazing um so i'm curious uh What So when you hear the term sustainability, and and I don't know how much time you spend thinking about this, but when you hear the term sustainability, what does sustainability uh, mean to you? Uh, It doesn't have to be the professional definition, but what does that term mean to you? And how do you integrate this sustainability lens into the work that you do?
1: Mm -hmm. yeah it's an interesting word because it can be used like in so many different settings where in my opinion it shouldn't be (laughs) it's just kind of like there is no actual definition of it so it gets used a lot but for myself it has a lot to do with like like longevity like taking the actual word of like sustain and for things to actually sustain us and for us to be able actually be able to live on this planet forever and like being able to sustain ourselves in like the items that you use, being able to use them longer and just like us being able to, yeah, sustain ourselves for a long period of time. It kind of has a lot to do with longevity for me. Cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I, I,
0: when I asked that question on these episodes, I sort of see our, our entire sustainability stories, uh, podcast being a working definition of the term sustainability because it's used it's used differently, obviously in different contexts and in different fields, but um you know it it means different things to different people. And and I think that is a part of this quilt or patchwork that makes up um working Mm -hmm. in sustainability. So um or just living more sustainably. So thanks for sharing that. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Um, When you think about your life, your your story. Um where does sustainability and you're welcome to shift from you know this this conversation around sustainability to specifically your your work as a as a zero waste educator where does that begin for you when you think about your story is you know what or who or or how did you get started? Is there a specific moment or was it sort of a buildup of a whole bunch of things in your life? Um, Yeah, where does your story begin?
1: My story begins in high school. I was like the weird kid that like took everyone's juice boxes home to recycle them because there was no recycling at school. And I just like was obsessed with garbage and I thought garbage was really weird and it just like frustrated me that we just like throw things away. It was a very like efficiency thing. Like I'm kind of like a type A personality where like efficiency is really important to me. So like the idea that we just like take all this stuff and then just throw it away and leave it in this pile and like never touch it again was always very like frustrating to me. So as a high school student, the idea of recycling was kind of the only thing that I focused on. And so I was like that environmental girl everyone knew me as (laughs) just that, just like recycled everything. And then when I was choosing what kind of courses to take in university, I literally went through all of the courses that the US had and picked all of the ones that had the word environment in it. And I picked the course that didn't have physics. So like, that's kind of like how my like education <laughs> was geared towards was I knew I wanted to do something with environmental stuff, but I didn't really know anything about it. I was so, so g- green. <laughs> I was green of being green. <laughs> and I didn't really know what else other than recycling there was and so just through my education at the university and taking a lot of like biology courses I just started learning about how cool nature was and I wasn't really an outdoorsy person until then like I never really went camping I never really spent a lot of time outside and then all of a sudden I was taking field courses and we were going outside and I was learning about how cool nature was and it was just like this like mind-blowing period of my life where I was like oh my gosh so I also care about this and I also care about garbage and it was just all these things like mushing together and just like validating all of these things that I was feeling and so it just kind of like spiraled since then and so now just like every year I just like learn more and I get frustrated and then it leads me to action and it it kind of just keeps going like that and so then like a few years after university I started thinking about waste a lot more and focusing more like focusing away from recycling and focusing more on reduction and so then I cut out plastic at a certain point in my life and then I tried to do the zero waste thing um I think that was maybe like four years ago or five years ago now time is very confusing (laughs) um and ever since then the whole like waste reduction or zero waste or like low waste or however imperfectly you want to to name it um that's kind of taken over my life (laughs) and I've just started focusing on on waste reduction and trying to educate others and make it easy and make it less complicated and and now it's just kind of an everyday thing in my life I don't really even like think about it that much anymore it's just like in my day-to-day life that I do these things. So now like when I'm creating content for Instagram, I'm always like, so what did I do today? What can I talk about? Cause I'm like, I don't do anything weird. And then I have to like actually think about what did I do during the day? I'm like, oh yeah, this is something I could show people. This is something I could show people. Cause I like forget that I'm kind of a weirdo in all of the things that I do. Cause they're just so normal now.
0: <laughs> Which is amazing. It's 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 very cool. And honestly, um. So, uh, you know, one of the ways we connected is through Instagram. And um, so just a little bit of backstory for the listeners. I heard Meg speak in one of my master's uh, seminars at the University of Saskatchewan. And she was speaking about zero waste at the time. And I remember thinking, gosh, I want to do that. And I, I think you had told a story and I'll ask you about this. I'll come back to this and you can maybe tell us a bit more. But I think you were talking about you know, doing zero waste for 30 days at the start or something. And then you did it for a year or something like that. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, I just, I just wish I could do that, but I just don't know how, and I don't know where to start. And then I started thinking about, Oh my gosh, well, I would have to get rid of this and this and this and this, and I just made this huge list and then got overwhelmed and just, just couldn't, um, and then I remember following you, you know, when I started following you, um, on Instagram and you were sharing tips of, of, you know, how to start, where to start. And I thought, okay, I, you know, starting small, but I, I can do this. And, uh, similarly, I never assumed I would get to a point and I would say I've been focusing, um, on as close as I can get to zero waste for about a year now. And, um, it's very imperfect for sure, but I, I, I learn a lot from you all the time. And I, I feel like there's different parts of my life where all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, I used to produce so much waste from, um, a big, big change was our, our, all of our bathroom products and all of our cleaners and things like that, um, are zero waste. And, and it seems so easy now, but at the time, um, I was really overwhelmed by it. So, um, I'm curious about that. Like, you know, the, and, and sorry if I've gotten it wrong and it, it was a year or 30 days, I forget how you kind of got started, but how did you, you know, I, I remember you saying you just made a commitment and you, you dove into it. Um, can you tell us a bit more about that? Like what, you know, what was that commitment like and how did you just dive into it?
1: Yeah. So it was, it was a 30 day challenge. A friend and I did it um, for January and like a new year thing. We were going to try and create no waste for 30 days. And yeah, it seemed like impossible. The only reason that it seemed even slightly possible was right before, I think November the year before, Bulk Barn, um, the chain store had recently started allowing you to bring your own containers. And that was the only reason that it was even possible for me to have done it at that point. And now we have Bulk Basket, which is amazing. So they get like everything else for us. Um, but yeah, it was... It was interesting because me and my friend were at different places in our like waste reduction journey. I hate the word journey, but we're going to use it anyway. (laughs) Um, Because a couple years earlier, maybe like a year earlier or something, I had tried to cut out plastic. So I tried to not buy anything in plastic anymore. So I would focus on glass or tin or other things. And so one of the biggest challenges of reducing your waste is having to ask yourself a bunch of questions before you purchase an item. And so like when you go shopping, you look at this item and you have to ask like, do I need this? Um, do I need this type? Can I find one without packaging? Can I find one in a different packaging? What am I going to do with this packaging when I'm done? And so there's all these questions that you have to add to like, I mean, you already ask yourself questions like, can I afford this? Like, will this fit in my cart? <laughs> <know>, like, there's <laughs> questions you ask. Do I like this color. So you're just like adding more questions to each purchase. Um, and because i had cut out plastic a few years ago i had already added packaging related questions to like each of my purchases purchases um and so then it was a lot easier for me to transition because i wasn't like really forgetting and i already had kind of trained myself on how to purchase things differently if that makes sense so i ended up having a lot of an easier time doing it than my friend did um and so then by the end of the first month um uh, yeah I realized that it was super easy and I was like I'm gonna keep going so I just kept going wondering how long I could go and here we are like I don't know four or five years later <laughs> and I've added even more things to the list of things that I've reduced um, and so it's it started off like it started off pretty easy for me but it, it's that those decisions that you have to make when you're purchasing an item and that kind of makes it difficult yeah um, But I mean, I have a lot of privileges that help me make it easy as well, right? Like I have a vehicle so I can easily buy used things on Kijiji and Facebook Marketplace. I have the budget to buy things in bulk. I like, am a single person that doesn't have any animals. Like there's a lot of things in my life that make it easy. So that first month was quite easy. Um, I wouldn't expect or even recommend that everyone do like a cold turkey, try to have zero waste in a month. I recommend more like, small goals and so like i I like when people do like a waste audit so that's where you like collect your garbage for like a a week or however long you feel is comfortable and then you go through it and you actually see what's in your garbage and you pick the things that you either like um purchase the most often or the things that you don't think you even need at all and just start like pick taking things out and being like okay i don't need to purchase this anymore or like there's an alternative to this um, and just slowly Sw- like swapping things until one day you're like wow my garbage is like half as full or like wow my garbage is as quarter as, as full and so you just like do it that way because it's way less overwhelming and like I yeah. was such a nerd that I was excited about it but I'm not going to expect everyone to be as excited as I was <laughs> about like, being zero waste for a month so like I think that makes it much less overwhelming and and mm. that helps the like fear of this is too much I can't do it instead of like you can just be like, oh, I'll just try a couple things, and then you get really excited about those things you succeeded and you want to do more instead of realizing that you failed at being perfect, <laughs> which is obvious. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah,
0: absolutely. And I think it was something you shared—I I don't know how long ago—but around the time that I heard you heard you talk at USask, and when I sort of started thinking about this in my own home and in my own life, and I, you know, I th- I remember you saying something about you know either pick like pick literally just one thing. Like maybe it's just your shampoo. Okay, we're going to start with shampoo. Um, And then maybe eventually it's your all your bathroom products. And that's exactly how I started. I thought of um, I, I don't know why, but the kitchen stuff seemed intimidating at the start. So I was just like, I can't do that all at once. Okay, let's tackle the bathroom. So that's what I did. Okay, what do I use in the shower? What do, you know what I mean? What do I wash things with? Um, and I really, I really started there. And, um, and yeah, likewise, I think having access to it is is a big thing. Um, I've noticed throughout myself throughout the pandemic. Um, you know, we moved rurally about a year ago. And so I have less access to things like bulk basket. I, I make it to the city every so often. And when I do, that's where, um, you know, I make a list, there's obese, There are the things that I need and I, I go and get them. Um, but it's harder, uh, you know, I love supporting our small town grocery store and that's where I get most of my groceries now. Um, but it's harder to make sure things are zero waste, but, um, I've found, and I don't know if you've found similar, I'm sure you have in, in your experience too, but, um, especially when it's small local places, just asking for something to be packaged differently has actually gone quite well for me. Like, you know, I'll say, you know, why, why are these apples in this bag? Like, they'll literally buy apples in bulk and put them in bags for people. Um, And I just kind of ask, like, can I just not have my can I just pick my apples out of the bin instead of in a bag? So um, yeah, what has your experience been, been on that friends? Like if there's things that you need or use regularly, do you just like, do you have conversations with people or what has that experience been like when you're, when you're purchasing or needing to purchase something?
1: Yeah, like you said, that is the benefit of, like, local small businesses, is that, like, they actually care. They care about you, and they typically care about the planet as well. So, like, they're usually willing to do some, like, little changes in the way that they they package things. Um, and so, yeah, I've had a lot of conversations with business owners. And sometimes it's not possible, and that's fine. Um, but I get a lot of, um, like, I... <laughs> I'm kind of a judgy person. <laughs> so like I judge them based on their response as well. Like if they seem to like not care at all, I'm like, okay, this isn't a business I want to shop at. But if they tell me like, oh, I, I don't think we can do that because of this. And we've tried this and it hasn't worked. I'm like, okay, totally fair. I will still buy this product from you. Cause like A, I need it. And B, I want to support a business that cares. And I find that that it's also important to, to support businesses that might not be perfect, but are trying because they're much more likely to be closer to perfect than another business that like, doesn't even care at all. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. like intention in these business owners is really important to me. So like if they have a legitimate reason why they can't have something zero waste, but they're, but I trust that they actually would, if they hadn't, if they would choose the option, if they had it, like, And they're probably looking for an option,
0: right? Like they're probably spending some time focusing on, okay, yes, that and other things that we do, how do we get there? Right. So, um, and it's them asking questions of their stuff, like you asking questions of them and then them asking questions of their suppliers Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. Um, The more we can get that kind of thing moving forward, the easier it'll be for all of us to make those, those purchase decisions that much simpler. So yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's
1: like going down the responsibility chain of like whose responsibility is packaging. And in my opinion, it's the ones producing the packaging. So like if you as a customer can talk to a store and the store can talk to their supplier and the supplier can talk to the producer, like that's where that conversation needs to happen because it gets to a point where if if you don't have any options, if you cannot buy something without packaging, what are you going to do? If it's something you really need, right? And even if it's something you want, like we shouldn't have to like get rid of all of our wants just because the producers don't care. <laughs> yes. Know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so conversations are important as well.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that's, that's, that's
1: awesome. That's really
0: helpful. Um, and kind of a good reminder that those conversations are just as important as, as the actions. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you think uh, for yourself, Meg, like where, You do, I feel like you do so much work in this space and you're, you're really present and, you know, you're thoughtful about the information and you educate and, um, but where do you get your inspiration from? Like where, uh, you know, who do you follow or what do you read or listen to, or, you know, what helps you keep energized and enthusiastic about continuing down this path?
1: Honestly, it's like a bit of negative and positive things that I hear. Like, I'm very motivated by hearing what a shit show, if I'm allowed to say that word, (laughs) like the (laughs) world is in and then I'll be like oh like I need to do something about this because I want people to care I want to like education is so important because as one person you can't do a lot but the ripple effect of what you can do is important so like if I hear something being wasted or some like system being inefficient and uh, there's a way there's like an easy solution for it to be better like that motivates me to take action and to like gather people and get people excited about this so like in a pessimistic way like negative news makes me inspired but then also like watching like instagram is i mean especially during a pandemic instagram is where i connect with people the most but just like knowing that i can share like a very simple tip and then like hundreds of people watch and like potentially a few of them try it like that it's so easy to educate someone On something that just like makes sense you know and so then and then I follow tons of people that are doing like amazing work I always feel like I'm the one that's not doing enough like that's how I am in my Instagram space because of all of the people that I follow so I feel like we're all kind of like that we follow the people we aspire to be like So I'm like I don't do that much. <laughs> <I'm> Look <laughs> at all <only> the other people. <laughs> so, so it's funny that you say that because in my head I always like think that I'm not doing enough. But I think that's how everyone thinks. So like just a reminder to everyone listening: you're always, you're doing enough. <laughs> yes, totally. And we're always all, yourself, You're always doing enough.
0: Yes, we're always all we're all learning, right? Like nobody, mm. truly nobody is perfect at this at all. Um, mm. And it's it's we're just it's just a a seed of trying to change the way that we do things so um nobody knows everything and nobody is an expert and and it's it's just a it's a process and it's a learning so um yeah that's very interesting though that you you know I see you as someone I'm I'm following so I can learn and learn and you're following all these other people and you're learning and learning and um it's interesting and yeah you're right during pandemic times I think um yeah, it's just, it's important, I think, to this, this idea of building community and, and not feeling alone in, in trying to do these things and, and make a positive difference. Um, yeah, I think it's great. So that's, that's really, yeah, it's just, it's funny that that's yeah. the way that it works. So yeah.
1: The community that you brought up, that's important too, because knowing that you're not alone and being like Instagram, it, it sounds so like superficial to talk about, but it is like an amazing community. And it's where I get a lot of inspiration. And like, if I was just doing all this zero-waste stuff on my own, I wouldn't be as inspired as I am talking to all of these, like, basically strangers and, like, having these amazing discussions about ways that we can make the world a better place. Like, how does that not inspire people? Like, that's pretty cool. Like, just even just, like, making a post and someone replying, like, that's a cool idea. I'm gonna try it. And then we, like, talk about random stuff for a little bit. (laughs) It's just, like, it's an amazing if you, if you build it properly and you use Instagram, it's a, in a good way.
0: <laughs> I, I was just going to say, I, I feel that way very much. So right now is, is um, yeah, it can be such a powerful tool when you're trying to learn something. Um, and when you're trying to build a community around something that you want to learn. So thank you for being that, um, for me and for other people who are really wanting to learn about, um, zero waste and and how to get there. Um, I know we've kind of jumped around and talked about this quite a lot, but if you could kind of give somebody, um, some advice, I mean, obviously them following you and, and your teachings is really important, but just, just for the listeners today, um, you know, what, what advice would you give? Like if someone was trying to get started, um, where, where should they, where should they start or how can they start?
1: Yeah. I like, I want to emphasize to not overwhelm yourself. Like becoming zero waste sounds like such an overwhelming task and like break it up into small little easy tasks. And like we've talked about, like pick one thing and try it and do it until it's easy. And then once it's easy and you're not thinking about it, pick another thing. And sometimes you have the energy to pick two things. And sometimes you have the energy to pick three things. And sometimes you have the energy to just keep doing what you're doing. So like taking the balance or like finding the balance between like your own mental health, and constantly challenging yourself for the betterment of the rest of the world is like really important. Because if you are completely drained, then you are no good to anyone as well. So like pick small things. Um, and yeah, like the waste audit is also a really good tip. If you want to know what's actually in your garbage and how, how like what changes you can make, like do a little bit of a waste audit. Even like a couple days, just see what you're throwing away because like throwing things away is so second nature now that we don't really think about it. So to actually see and physically see what's in your garbage, um, it helps to know what you, what you can get rid of. Cause sometimes you're like, Oh, I don't need that. I just buy it. I don't need it. It doesn't even bring me that much joy. <laughs> do the whole Mary Kondo <laughs> thing if you really want to. <laughs> um, but the other thing would be to compost. If you have the ability to compost, that usually cuts your garbage in half. Um, and even when you do a waste audit, I tell people to divide it between um, organics, like in food and non-food, just because it's cleaner to go through your garbage. But also it just shows you how much food is actually in there. Um, so composting usually cuts it in half as well. So yeah. So compost, waste audit, take things as slow as you need to. <laughs>
0: that's a good, that's some good three tips. Um, That's (laughs) awesome. And I think it's really, for me, uh, I I didn't formally do a waste audit per se. But when we moved rurally, uh, I have to take my garbage and my recycling to town. Uh, That's how I have to any, any recycling, any garbage, I nothing gets picked up at the house. So I obviously compost because I have a big garden. But the rest of it, I have to transport somewhere. I know other people, yes, it's still transported, but um, it's my job to do it. And so I'm so much more hyper conscious of how much is there, and how often Mm -hmm. I have to do it, or how how little I have to do it. So uh, similarly, you know, when you say you're kind of motivated by, uh, you know, negative things you hear or uh, bad news sort of things, I'm, I was definitely, when we moved out here, motivated by, you know, the least I can produce in terms of waste and recycling is the least I have to transport it to go somewhere. So very conscious Ooh. of that because I have to, I'm the one who picks up the bin and puts it in my car and takes it to the <laughs> recycling depot and to the, to the, the landfill in town. So yeah, it's just, um, I think that you're right, that waste on and and really just understanding what's in your waste and maybe just picking one thing out of that and starting there. Um so that's awesome. Great. Um well I I want to ensure that anyone who's listening Uh, can learn from you in the same way that I learned from you. So um, how, how, what's the best way to reach people? How, how can people reach you? Um, I know I follow you on Instagram, but yeah, if you could just let people know what's the best way to, to reach you or to learn from you.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, my Instagram is the best way to get a hold of me. It's fckwaste. And then that's also an email that I have as well. So fckwaste at gmail.com. If Instagram's not your thing, and you just want to email me in chat, um, you can send me an email to there as well. But Instagram is where I am pretty much every day. That's where I post my like little tips and longer stories and all my gibberish.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Sustainable Stories podcast. This podcast is hosted by myself, Jenna Inglot, and the lovely Roxanne Wagner from Sage Sustainable Solutions Consulting. For a full list of past episodes, as well as our schedule for upcoming episodes, check us out online at sagesustainable.com. And as always, we welcome your feedback, thoughts, and suggestions. Catch you next
1: time.